Pencil Culture Puppets Props Puns Podcasts Welcome back, everybody, to Kensel Culture. And here it is. It is the Pop Culture Magazine, and it is named after our first guest. And let's have a nice hand for Mr. John Kensel. Hey, weird. I'm moonwalking. <laughs> what? Uh, what is this, John? You're dressed as a hot dog, John. No, I'm not. No, can I be frank? Don't act like a brat. <clears throat> Come on, I was on a roll here. <clears throat> you got any gray poupons? <laughs> that yellow streak, you usually have that on your back. Uh, are you warm enough in this? Yes. Or are you chilly, dog? This is the worst. Oh, I, I said that already. Oh, did I? Oh. No, I didn't say it's the worst. Okay, Nathan Shaken, okay? And uh, I don't even, you know, you look very nice, John. I, I, I like how you cosplay. I, I don't know who you're doing this for, okay? This might be, uh, this might be a big hit in, in places like Hungary. <clears throat> I want an account, I want an account. Academy Award for wearing this outfit. You won an Academy Award for wearing this outfit? Yes. In, in, what uh, uh, what uh, movie uh, was this? Uh, I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh, you got me on there. And your girlfriend, ham, Hamburglar, or, or the, the hamburger, your girlfriend? Yeah, Patty. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and pickles. <laughs> no. I relish the thought, John. Okay, I'm very glad that you came in here dressed as a uh, uh, as a hot dog today. And uh, you I, get, have you ever had a bad hot dog? You ever had one? You know, um, I talked to a, a, a friend of mine who used to sell hot dogs down in uh, on the Jersey Shore, and he says that one out of every like 19, 20 were. Uh, like a rubber dog, and you'd bite into it, and it'd just go, because it had so much, uh, you know, animal guts in it. You uh, Did you know uh, <laughs> I paid over $800 for this uh, hot dog outfit? You paid over eight. That's a lot of baloney. Come on. Who's going to believe that, that you paid a lot of that? You know, that don't, get, that don't cost you. It didn't cost you a roll of money, Okay. <laughs> Come on, take that as a condiment, a compliment. I mean, you know, I I, I don't mean to say that. I'm gonna go get change real quick. As John is changing out of his hot dog outfit, I, you can say, oh look, he took it off and he still has a couple rolls. 
John, I did not, I did not mean to make a joke at your expense. Okay, um, I know you're thick and tired of it. You know, John's the type of guy who goes to, you know, he goes to Kentucky Fried Chicken and he licks other people's fingers. Okay, that's it. No, I like chickens because you can eat them before they're born and after they're dead. And here, ladies and gentlemen, let me give you a. And ladies and gentlemen, here he is, comedian John Kensel. Hey, losers. <laughs> I, uh, He's dressed as a hot dog, and I'm a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> um, with his, I, I did uh, have a weight problem about like going to KFC. In fact, I used, to go, I used to go to KFC and go, can I have a bucket of chicken? And he would say, yeah. And I would say, the one on the roof. <laughs> Bitches. Uh, you are the Burger King. I knew you'd be trouble as soon as I laid eyes on you. The legendary Wid right there. Uh, Wid, I hope you're doing well. I am doing fine, John. I am doing fine. As soon as you came in dressed as a hot dog, now I'm hungry. Hmm. You know, uh, I uh, they used to say that hot dog juice could, uh, uh, got rid of uh, freckles on kids. Hot dog juice is that, that's an actual like uh, it's sort of- it's gross too. As a kid, you would see that gray water they would cook hot dogs in, uh, and it's also an aphrodisiac, I heard. But um, well, yes, I used to sell hot dogs. I sold hot dogs on Bourbon Street in uh, New Orleans. New Orleans, I think you say. Orleans. Wait, do you say okay, how yeah. you say uh, New Orleans? It's New, New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay, that's uh, because they got the draw. And uh, I used to sell Lucky Dogs and Lucky Dog here. And uh, it was a, a great job, but I know those dogs were really dirty. Okay. Oh, plus, we, what are the, ones, the, the ones that don't sell that day? Do, uh-huh. you, do, do you take them to the overpass and throw them at buses going by? or you? Re- uh, we didn't want to break windows, okay? <laughs> I mean, uh, no. I, I mean, you got a big, giant cart that looked like a hot dog, and they put you out on Bourbon Street. And everybody would come up half drunk and everything. And I got to sell hot dogs to Wolfman Jack and Caesar Romero. Okay, Caesar Romero, star of uh, Gilbert Godfrey podcast. Yes, okay? he's they also- talk about Caesar all the time. And uh, he was uh, uh, he was a, a very great character actor. If you don't know, know who Caesar Romero was, he played a Latin lover in the forties and fifties in American films. This tall guy with slick back hair and a little pencil thin mustache. Oh yeah, he was known as a Latin lover. Debonair, debonair. But in real life, he loved show tunes. Well, there, yeah, there's uh, you know he liked uh, he uh, he preferred Bennington waiters, but. But uh, uh, when I sold the hot dogs, oh. uh, that's that's oh. what gave me the uh, uh, oh. the idea to go into comedy because I got to work with people. Nobody would buy a hot dog until like one in the morning. Now, You'd did, be out there at eight, and uh, nobody would buy a hot dog till twelve. And then you know, now, this, and then uh, you'd get a big rush when now, everybody was drunk. And this is in the seventies, or when he had the selling yeah. hot dogs. Now, is that what your hippie phase? Uh, I went down there for the, uh, you know, with the uh, girlfriend and, uh, we lived down there for a little while about, you know, six months or seven months. And it was a, uh, it was a great thing back was then. Was she like, go get a job. And you went, I got no. one selling hot dogs. I, well, I graduated to, from, uh, selling hot dogs to selling t-shirts. Okay. And we used to sell that stuff rush. 
and uh, uh, rush is like butyl nitrate, and you take it and you, you get know, a, from a head rush and stuff like that. No. And the the people from India who ran the store, the Matwani uh, people, they owned all the uh, little T-shirt shops along um, Bourbon Street, um, and. Uh, we used to have to go up to customers and put that under their nose and, and they were the, until the manager got punched in the face for putting that <laughs> stuff. That was, uh, you know. Well, I, you had the long, you, you look like one of the Hanson brothers, right, in the 70s? You know, people weren't, weren't, weren't being like, oh, look, I got a four-foot-long black hair from Mungo Jerry in my hot dog. <laughs> no, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Lucky dogs were famous because there's a uh, uh, there's a, a, con- a Confederate. Oh, uh, my favorite book, a Confederate Dunce. Uh, yeah, and he uh, sells Lucky Dogs in uh, New Orleans, like I did. And yeah, uh, uh, there's a famous book, won the 1980 Pulitzer Prize, called "A Confederacy of Dunces." Fascinating, great humor novel. I highly recommend it. I've always loved this Confederacy book. Confederacy of Dunces, exactly. And, it, and it's about a lucky dog salesman. And it's funny because we we told me before he goes, "Yeah, I sell hot dogs in New Orleans." And in the book, this big, heavy set guy with a mustache. You just saw him just as a pirate, and every day we'd bring the hot dog cart back, and all the food be missing. And the guy goes, well, where's the money? He goes, oh, I ate them. <laughs> but it's a great book. I highly recommend reading it. Uh, oh, God, this show's going to go on tangent. They would check on you. They would check on you, you know, because they had a couple carts up and down, and they would send, like, spies and things like that to uh, look and see if you were giving them away or you were drunk or, or you know, whatever. Or they're going like, let me smell your breath. Yeah. If it smells like a... Oh, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed that job. I mean, it was. I met Al Hurt too. Al, all right. Is that Al Hurt there? Al Hurt you. Oh, Al Hurt you. Yeah, is that is no? Him? Al Hurt was. Oh. Uh, he was a master of ceremonies. Okay, he had his the biggest club on Bourbon Street. Okay, Al Hurt, and I saw him one night. Okay, oh, what, what are your story? I saw him one night, and uh, he was with a lady of the evening having an argument. Oh. And he yeah. went like this after the argument, you know, because we, we were watching him argue with this hooker, and he went like this. Women. Wah, yeah, wah. and we all understood. Now, it, who was the one who was wearing a cape? You said, was Cesar Romero wearing a cape or somebody? Oh, no, yeah, Cesar, Cesar Romero was wearing a cape, and people were all gathered, and he was very flamboyant about the cape, and, uh, you know. He enjoyed the, at, the play Rent. That. But, but Al Hurt oh. was actually, uh, you know, he was out there. Uh, he had the most desirable pl- uh, corner where his club was, because Al Hurt... He, uh, uh, you know, the, Pete the, Fountain. Pete Fountain was down there. He now, was a clarinet player, licorice stick. Oh, now if you're a nerd at home, going, who are these guys talking about? I refuse to listen to that. I'm going to stick ice picks in my ears. No, it's about the Mardi Gras. Yeah. It was so exciting. The Mardi Gras. Al Hurt. He was uh, a, a trumpet player. Had a big hit called number one. And he was uh, on a float in the Mardi Gras, and somebody threw a brick into his horn and broke all his teeth. (laughs) Boy, was was hurt, hurt. That's uh, that's a guy's honest truth. Uh, I went to a Catholic boys' school, and they didn't check us for Hermes. That's what's wrong with it. Right. Okay. Um, And one time we had detention. Yeah. I don't know what you guys called it. And you went to school up in... I went to a Catholic school. Oh, yeah. but we, we, they used to call detention Jug because it was still for justice under God. 
Oh man, and you hear kids going, "Oh man, Justice I got this under God." Uh, you have early jug or late jug, mean because you have, you could have detention. I love the nuns. The nuns were good to me, you know, I, but uh, they were a little stern sometimes. But uh, oh, well, it's it's habit forming. <laughs> but they um, oh, but it's called just under God, right? If, if you, sometimes okay. you get detention. You always thought detention was sit, after staying after school. No, some of ours were like you had to get to school at six a.m. and sit in the study hall and you know read cake recipes in Latin. But um, the uh, oh, this story has to go back to the Alhurt Brick story. Uh, well, you're going to hell. You might as well do that, okay? Well, I was I bold to, and brazen article. I went to high school with a guy named Bill Bonzel. <laughs> that was his name, and the 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 band at my high school was practicing in the cafeteria. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't know why I did this. This is very rotten to me. I uh, took a hot dog out of the trash, and I <laughs> walked by and I whipped it inside my friend Bill Bonzel's trombone. It went. Whoop, whoop, Stuck right inside of it. And I just totally forgot about it because I did evil things every day. All right. You stuck a hot dog in somebody's trombone? I was a sophomore and I picked up out of the trash and I went, Give a dog a bone. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and it made that, it made that noise too because it went, <laughs> like stuck in something, went deep in it. Boom. Like a, there was like a submarine movie, but the submarine, <laughs> the torpedo comes back to the submarine. <laughs> like that. So it went into his trombone. I totally forgot about this. And we're, we're sitting in the cafeteria, and we all had to sit with our hands on the table for an hour. And it was over, you know, it was over something stupid. You know what it was for? We all, the whole entire grade had detention because someone threw a snowball at a passing fire truck and a fireman what? in the face. Don't they know you should throw that at Santa Claus? That's, Where were yeah, they? Yeah, so they let the band get out early, and we watched him pick up his uh, trombone out of its case. <laughs> oh, that's what I did, too. After I threw it in the trombone, I, oh, I, shut, yeah, I shut his case. a lot of jokes. Right. And I'm not going to like do like a Three Stooges story, even though I would love to embellish it like that. He picks up and he starts doing the trombone. He's going, <laughs> and he realized something's wrong. And there was no baffle at the end, or like a plunger or whatever trombone guys. Use. That's a trombone, whatever, right now. But he's, he starts shaking it, and it fell on the floor. And he glared around the whole room and he starts screaming. He goes. I just paid three hundred dollars to have this brass redone over, and somebody ruined it. You ruined all the valves with hot dog juice. All of you, you ruined my trombone. And I've seen him. He's come to my comedy shows, and I've never told him it was me doing that. Right? <laughs> it went right down. <laughs> oh, John, that, that's that's uh, that's uh, you do that on your deathbed, okay? Oh, oh my, oh my, oh my deathbed! Holy crap! Uh, it would be confessional city. And what uh, would you call it if you put the uh, uh, the hot dog inside a, a bigger brass oh, instrument? Oh, what? A tuba steak. <laughs> a tuba steak. Oh. <laughs> and uh, um, I uh, I've, I did stuff like that before. I, uh, you know, in my whole life that- growing up, did. I, I always viewed my life as the John Cancel show, where I was the star, but I had all odd characters around me. <laughs> no, but uh, I, uh, <laughs> want, I used to cause trouble, uh, but I was very, uh, uh, what, oh, my, what does he call me? Uh, Instigator. Diabolical. Diabolical. The diabolical John Cancel, yeah. which I should use in my- A diabolical d- instigator, because he does- he starts these, uh, and he's clever about it. Oh. I hear uh, you, uh, there's a certain guy who, uh, you know, it, it Civil War reenacts, uh, and you left potato mashers around his oh, house. He, 
he's gaslighting gonna, at its finest. He's going to hear this. All right, uh, he, wait, wait. He knows it was me. All right. Uh, uh, oh, I, he knows it's you. I'm he, sorry. He, he, no, no, I, no, no, he doesn't. I, no, he, I, I don't mean to. No, he doesn't. No snitch. He didn't, uh, I'll tell him. Hey, hey, if you're watching this now, <laughs> all right. Here's the story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. One time, my friend who loves history. Yeah. Oh, this will make you whine. Oh, oh that's my jam. Uh, one time, he, uh, he asked me to go to uh, Adamstown. It's by Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It's known for antiques. I go, sure, friend, uh, who I will not say his name. Oh, he, what, he's going, all right, he knows I did it, but I'm, here's the story. So we go there, and he wanted to get a really well-made wooden-handled potato masher. And it's a big wooden handle, but there's a big W on the bottom of it. And you use it to industrially, you know, if you're a professional cook, you would make potatoes with you, mash it up, okay? It's another thing you don't need in the kitchen. Right. Well, you'll use it the first time. I'm going to make me some potatoes. And then two months later, pff, oh, the cat's playing with it. Yeah. So uh, I thought it was funny. We drove out there. He, he paid like, I don't know, 18 bucks for it because it, it's a really well-made cooking instrument. Uh-huh. Well, for fun, I like going to flea markets on Sundays. And I pick up neat things like this and and this and this haircut and that. Yes. Duck! Yes. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> um, uh, what happened? Oh, uh, well, at flea markets, right by his house, uh, I would accidentally buy, accidentally buy other potato mashers. And when I went to go visit him, I would put him in his cat kitchen cabinets next to his cooking instruments. And I'm sure he didn't pick up on it right away. Well, wait a minute, I already have a potato masher. Why'd I buy one? Oh, wait a minute, there's another one. And there's another one. And there's another one. So finally, I snuck in like, I don't know, 12 to 16 oh. potato mashers. <laughs> and my friend, who's watching this for the first time, calls me and goes, you can cool it with the potato mashers. <laughs> I know it's you. Like he was thinking they're breeding in his cabinet. Did he get mad? Why? Because you know he needs a little anchor management. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, so, so he went overboard. Oh my god. So, uh, and he's a great guy too. That is no, That is why they call him diabolical. Well, Mr. John Kensel. In in high school, we had uh, cafeteria lunch, right? Okay. Uh, I had a friend I grew up. They with. gave you lunch. Yes. Uh-huh. I had a friend I grew up with, but as soon as he got to high school, first or eighth grade, buddy, buddy, friend, friend, friends. Yeah. High school, he went off to like the drug taking crowd who wore army jackets and, uh, you know, listen to Basie Rollers. My man. Roller Boogie, right? Um, but one time I found a baseball hat that okay. was behind the school. It was run over by the trash truck. It was covered in grease. It was smushed up. It'd be like a, a baseball hat you'd see on I-95 laying on the shoulder. Crappy, beat up, rats threw up on it, flattened, squashed up, destroyed baseball hat. I accidentally picked it up, and I, I wrote his name inside the bill. And I went up to the uh, Franciscan friar, the priest, uh, at the cafeteria, and I said, yeah, I found Stanley Carroll's baseball hat. So <laughs> there's 200 kids in this room. So the priest looks at this hat. It's like holding it like this. It was like disgusted by it. And he goes, Stanley Carroll, we have your hat. Stanley Carroll, we have your hat. And I see Stanley Carroll get up and walk up. <laughs> and he hands him the hat. <laughs> he's, 
Look at diabolical. And he scanned. He scanned the whole entire cafeteria <laughs> until he saw me and goes, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I, I ever did something that uh, oh, practical joke. You know, I, in all, in, in our high school. always gave me. See, I, you know. Um, oh, my God. In our high school, uh, it was a square building, but in the middle of the square was a, what do you call it? Instead of, there was a grass and a fountain in there. What do you call that? A, a foyer. What do you call it? A, it's a, you know, in the middle of a school or a mall, but it had a pavilion in the middle of, okay. the, of the school, right? And they, they grew grass and flowers and vegetables and stuff a uh, courtyard court a courtyard inner inner courtyard got with a hard me words doorknobs tired um all right you uh, don't know courts because you're a half pint yeah <clears throat> i uh well one time at our school somebody found a turkey but it wasn't a wild turkey like the black ones you see eating on the side of the highway with their ugly red heads and they're the ugliest animal god ever created it was a white turkey like a from a farm and somehow it wound up being in the courtyard. I don't know. They put. They had to put it there. They can't fly unless you had an Uber or a Lyft or something. Almost, almost was the uh, United States emblem. That's right. Ben Franklin suggested that, right? So uh, this turkey was walking around the courtyard, and people loved it. It was months and months and months. People, all the students, oh, there's the turkey, and you would be in class, and you'd see the turkey walk by and like look in the window at you, and because they're weirdo animals. All right, this story has a point. Oh no, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm right there, Butterball. <clears throat> when, uh, you, uh, when you, all right, when you, uh, when you're a kid, the greatest thing in the world in school is when you see a dog run down the hallway. Wow! Do you, you ever see a dog in school? No, I, no, I saw birds. I, we had birds come in uh, oh. our school. Well, I don't remember any dogs. Though. Well, there's a dog like like Benji, the little blonde, little blonde <sighs> colored. Uh, like, you know, little wiry hair, little dog, whatever you call them, schnauzers or whatever you call those monsters. All right. Well, one started hanging at the school and was running through the cafeteria. And, you know, all kids love dogs. Like, oh, I got Brandy. And he's getting fed real, fed real well. All right. Oh, here's some bad pizza. Yeah. Here, here's a 40 old hot dog from, what's, what's the name of the hot dog place? Uh, Nathan's. No, no, your hot dog place. Little Jimmy Dickens hot dogs or something. <laughs> your hot dog. Anyway, so, I'll sue you. <laughs> so this dog's running around the school. Uh-huh. I was with my friend Sean and I, and what does he do with the dog? Puts he, him in the courtyard. He opens the door up to the courtyard, and that's a dog on the courtyard, all right? The dog oh. immediately made a beeline to try and attack and kill and murder the turkey. Right, and the turkey—they can't fly, but they can leap. It's like blah, blah, it's running around. I'm not exaggerating the story. I'm telling the truth. The truth. The turkey uh, jumped through the window of an algebra class and broke all the glass, and it sort of flopped, and it fell over and dropped dead. It had a heart attack. I don't know if they ate it or not, but it was like blah, blah. it died. That's the saddest story I've heard in a long time, John. Why do you have to bring the audience down like that? The turkey dies? You know, you know, you know I thought there'd be a happy ending. Like, uh, you know, they'd put them in the oven and, uh, and have it die like that. That's what, uh, but that, isn't that officially like roadkill yes. if, if it would die by the oh my God, uh, I don't, I don't, rabies you got to worry about? Yeah, but they thought it was cool. And then they said from now on, no more animals in the courtyard. Uh 
But I we I, I don't know about your high school. Uh, I went to a Catholic boys' school, and there was a girl's side and a boy's side, but we were separated by an iron fence, and it was just like the Berlin Wall, and you couldn't g- get through. But uh, we, you know, in my mind, when you look back, I loved high school. It was the best years of my life. I just had so much fun laughing. I, I, I did too. I, you know, um, we used to throw M80s in a, in a locker, you know, and have that blow up. And, uh, you know, I used to cut school all the time and, and go down near, near the river and, uh, you know, just, just hang out and stuff like that. I, I had sort of a Tom Sawyer existence. But, uh, you know, I went to a high school with... Uh, Any celebrities go to your high school? Uh, did any celebrities... Uh, no, not really. Jay Fenichel, okay? Oh, the guy who invented the shoelace. No, Jay Fenichel, he was in uh, the movie FM, all right? And he oh, was yeah. going to be, a, a, you know, he was in a couple movies, and uh, yet he passed away uh, very young because oh. of... Uh, issues? Issues. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, and but that's... And Jill Cook, I remember Jill Cook, she, she won... Uh, she won ten thousand dollars on uh, on uh, the Price Is Right. Oh, very I, cool! And so that was uh, that, oh. that. That was sort of a celebrity. My high school had a one of the guys who flew the shuttle, space shuttle. Okay, uh, and uh, a handful of comedians. J- uh, Jimmy Schubert, who's in town this week. Wow, Jimmy Schubert is very funny. Always very, nice to me. Good guy, good guy, big hearted, good guy. Yeah, uh, one of the outlaws of comedy with uh, Sam Kennison. Right. Um, uh, who else? Oh, uh, Buddy Fitzpatrick. Okay. Another funny guy. Uh, hey, me. No, uh, another guy named Joe Medarios, who grew up in Glenside, Pennsylvania, and he was uh, working for an advertising agency, but he always loved writing jokes. He took uh, joke writing classes, uh-huh. and he started sending jokes to Jay Leno before he took over The Tonight Show, and then when he took over The Tonight Show, Leno hired him, and he eventually became the head writer for the show. He knew how to write a Leno joke, and, you know, make it topical and very funny. And it's just a guy sending jokes in, got hired, made a living at it. Very interesting guy. Uh, did nice you ever guy. send jokes in to anybody? I never did. Yes. Oh, I, I, I guess for Rip Taylor, I wrote for a little while. Um, I sent jokes to Leno and Joan Rivers. And I, I, uh, I used to have a canceled check from Leno on my refrigerator. Uh-huh. And remember, I'll tell you the joke. It's, it's awful now. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's, hey, imagine and Leno. Here's... Here's the joke that comedian John Kensel gave to Jay Leno. All right. Uh, I think we got like 50 bucks for it and whatever. But it, I used to, But remember, too, you, you figure, oh, Jay Leno had to do, he did 15 to 20 minutes of a monologue every night. Right. So that's five nights a week. He needed material. And he, he did have writers, but like, you know, you might, might get burned out. You just, hey, you just go through, oh, this isn't a bad joke. All right. Here's the joke I sent him. And uh, it's a Leno joke, not a John Kensel joke. And the joke was, uh, yeah, did you hear that uh, Stephen Seagal? Topical. He wanted to get out of uh, making uh, action films and maybe do some love stories. Want to do some love stories. Yeah, I heard the movie's called uh, Breaking Hearts and Arms and Legs and Fibulas and Jaws and Tibula. And um, so it's playing upon a, well. um, Did it it get aired? Yeah, right. And it's, it's just like. Awful, but it's like, yeah, did you hear that? Steven Seagal. <laughs> and uh, you this, sound just like him, John. Uh, You're incredible. Okay. I, uh, oh, no, it's weird too. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you can impersonate anybody, but um, I can't even impersonate myself. Uh, I, I, uh, but I, um, 
when I'm being when I'm being mean, I could just impersonate somebody's voice. That's why you need anchor management. Oh, you said go get down. Um, now, something I I didn't get angry at happened to me before the show tonight. Oh, I, I yes. John, I feel very sorry for you for what happened because oh. that was an old friend. Yes. Um, I have a 1990 Ford F-150 pickup truck. It's cool. Right? Brown with a black hat on the back. And, and the truck... Macho. It drove me back and forth to California twice. And uh, it was a good workhorse. I highly rec- recommend a, a Ford oh, yeah. F-150 truck. is great. But um, it started nickel and diming me just every couple months. Something else would happen. It was always a couple hundred hours. Finally, uh, about a year ago, I had an opportunity to get a new tr- newer truck mm-hmm. with really low miles off for a nice price. So this truck sat next to my house for, for almost a year. Right. And it was in good shape. No no, no rot in the way, but it was beat did up. You, did you start it up every now and then? Yes. Okay. Um, but something was killing, killing the battery after like two days. Okay, so a friend of ours, friend of the show, nice guy, Jimmy Graham. I'll just, round right. boy. Yeah, good guy. Round boy, uh, Jimmy Graham. And he's not that round anymore. No, he's in lean shape. Um, he, uh, but he, uh, he has a couple of Ford F-150s. I, t- I said, Jimmy, you can have this truck. Uh, it's yours. I don't want it. I'll just give you the title and that's it. So I came here today to do the show. And uh, Jimmy came over to my house when I wasn't there. And he got the truck running, and he was going to take it back to his house, and I was going to change the title over later on. And uh, here the truck, uh, I mean, from, I don't, I'm not giving any excuse of what happened. Something mm-hmm. happened with the truck. And it spun, spun out on I-95 and smacked into, a, into the guardrail wall, the concrete wall. And, and, right, and uh, Jimmy, Jimmy's like, yeah, right? And, and uh, he t- sends me a, a, a text, and I, and I go, uh, all right, no problem. We'll take care of it. Are you, we were really worried in the beginning because I, we – you know, and I said, "Are you okay?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm fine, fine." Right? I'm like, "Oh," he goes, "But the truck's totaled." I'm like, "Ah, right, well, stuff happens, you know, right?" And uh, so uh, before the show tonight, I had to go uh, run up and get meet my tow truck guy, and have the truck I had to-, to leave just before we were about to start. Yeah, yes, and uh, but uh, so I get there, and here the truck isn't as bad as I thought it was. It's just, he put a little, he put a gink in the back left hand driver's corner. The bumper got smushed in. But I'm glad he didn't get hurt because he said he didn't get hurt. No. Nope. Right? And, uh, um, and then, yeah, this is a we'll rainy day. Out. Today's a very rainy day on 95. It's slicked up traffic. I'm thinking, oh, man, he could have spun out and smashed 85 cars. And, right. Like, uh, and, you know, yeah. the cra- it's, a, it's like a racetrack now in 95. Yeah. You know, and, uh, people are, uh, ever since the uh, pandemic uh, shut yeah. down, and, uh, people have been uh, driving uh, a lot faster. Yeah. And, but the things are, so, uh, so Jimmy's fine, which he said to me several times. Uh, and the, the truck, well, I'm thinking, oh, the truck's like a tinfoil ball or a Christmas ornament. Or like the, all right? And I hear, uh, it, it's not that bad. So I had to get it towed back to my house. And uh, I, the, the driver, the tow truck driver goes, oh, God, I was going to do his voice, but it's, I'm going to sound racist. But he goes, hey, man, what are you going to do with this truck? Right. And I got it's but, desirable that yeah that it's, it's all there it, it, I, I, I bet I could make a lot of money in parts off of it uh-huh and uh but it's back on my house I'm gonna get I'm gonna take it to the junkyard tomorrow and have it uh I, I could turn it turn it into the uh what do you call it donate your car push it in pull it in donate your car to car right you know there's a commercial on the radio what 
Uh, there's a commercial on the radio. One eight seven seven cars for kids. One eight one and cars for kids. And I never knew what that meant. I thought they were giving like Miatas to a three year olds. You see a baby. Poo poo doo doo poo poo. But they're they're giving German cars to the senior citizens. Really? Yeah, it's an old Volks home. And I, but um. That's what I mean. Thank God, Jimmy's okay. Thank gosh. Uh, and uh, no, it's really weird too. I used to envision my mind too having if I hit the lottery, I'm going to restore that truck. I'm like, screw that. Who wants to know what a headache that is? Go buy one if you want to find one. Find one that some old guy had who took his coon dog. Ralph I look the at mountains. the. I look at the. Uh, sometimes the auctions they have for cars, and even though I don't drive or uh, you know, right. and, and and I'm not particularly into car, it's interesting to see what some cars get, especially uh, you know. The, the classic cars, like from the 50s, that are in bad shape. You know, they're out in the desert someplace. And people will still buy them for, you know, the, the very, uh, not as high as I thought. No. You, you know, I mean, you can get uh, a, you can get a nice-looking car, you know, that, because I had no idea about mechanics. Well, you know, <laughs> you open the glove compartment and there's hot dogs in it. It's the windmobile. And this, I think this uh, episode was called Hot Dog. Okay? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, s- well, thank God we're all alive and healthy. It's a new year. And thank you for uh, checking our show out. Uh, and please push the sub- 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 subscribe button. And tell all your friends, listen to Cancel Culture on all podcast formats. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.